0: Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy Fit Babes. Okay. We need to get down to business today because, ladies, I literally am so shook. It is such a milestone, hitting 100 damn episodes on this show, and it means the world to me. Now, it's so funny because I truly feel like I stumbled into podcasting. I actually didn't even realize I had the gift of gab, guys, and I really love talking this much. I mean, who would have thought, but truly, I love this podcast. I love you, babes, being able to have a place where I can just keep it real, chat with you guys, feel like I'm literally talking to each and every one of you hyping you up, like being that best friend that your weight loss BFF, of course, uh, being your best friend and just helping you achieve your goals like Literally, it's so corny, but I just really feel like this is what I was meant to do. And it's corny once again, but I am just so happy that you guys enjoy the show. And that's my number one thing. I just want to make sure that you guys are seeing value in this, of course, are getting something every time you listen to a show. And once again, it's helping you out. You're seeing that progress because all of you are capable of getting to where you want to be. Now a little backstory that I think would be fun before we get into today's episode is, you know, really when we started the podcast, I actually had wanted to go into YouTube, but editing for YouTube about two years ago, I was just so overwhelmed with it. I had no idea where to start. Then I got this recommendation that was like, you know, Lauren, if you want like a longer platform to talk on, like why don't you start a podcast? Like you don't have to do like video editing. And I was like, wow, like that's such a great idea. So then birthed the podcast and everything I do over here. And truthfully, I had literally no idea what I was doing. I remember I bought a mic, um, my past client who is so amazing, who I still talk to till this day she had done a little bit of like editing. And so I was like, let me get you. And so right when we moved to Boston from St. Petersburg, Florida, my husband and I, that's when I decided to start the show. And I got a few clients to come on. I shared my story. And then really we've been rocking and rolling since then. And so now I actually have a team that helps me out with the podcast as part of the sorority nutritionist from a producer who helps me come up with really cool ideas and new ways to talk about things. And honestly, she is like such a vibe, like she totally knows what you guys are struggling with. She is also a TSN fit babe herself. And what's really cool is she, because she is such a super fan of TSN, she is literally you guys. So like anything that you guys struggle with, like she's probably struggled with. So, um, we're able to come up with really, really cool show ideas and topics and like angles to talk about with you guys. And I also have editors now, which is why the show just sounds so much different than it did when it first started. Uh, but it's really cool to see this evolution. And I think, there's a lot of similarities to a weight loss journey when you were beginning. Like I knew nothing about podcasting when I first began and now to be so passionate about, okay, what do you guys love? What episodes are really sticking and helping you guys out and, you know, seeing that transformation and really thinking about the next hundred episodes. So it's very corny. It's so corny, but I have to say it. I fucking love you guys. I appreciate you so, so much it's a little bit of my people pleasing tendencies, but I truly just value your insight and feedback. And most importantly, I just want to make this weight loss world a better place. And so, I appreciate every single one of you that has left a rating and a review. So the show can reach more people. I appreciate you guys when you share the podcast on your story. It's literally wild to me to think that, oh, my God, like some of you guys look forward to our episodes every Thursday, like that's I mean, that's just like the biggest compliment ever, like, thank you guys. That's so awesome um, and kind of still like mind blowing to me. And, you know, obviously, I just appreciate you guys, whether it's re- recommending the podcast to a friend, a family member really anyone whether it's like on social media that is struggling with weight loss and you're like damn like this this show has really helped me out so of course 100 episodes in 100 more to go baby definitely um so i just want to say thank you and as part of this little 100th episode celebration a few weeks back, I actually posted a and a sticker on my story to hype up the fact that, oh my goodness, like we're about to reach 100 episodes. Can you freaking believe it? Um, so I actually have some of the most popular questions that I saw as part of the Q&A box that you guys submitted all those questions to. And so today, we are going to dive into all of the questions that you guys have. It's sort of like my weekly Q&As on my Instagram story, but taking that a little bit deeper so I can give you really thorough answers and, of course, give you guys everything you need to know straight to the point to achieve your goals and most importantly, get the information that you need. Okay, the first question that we got was how to get out of a fat loss plateau and continue to see results. So of course, when you think about the 100th episode, I also wanna think back to all of the other episodes that I have. So I do have an episode on plateaus and metabolism that are really awesome if you guys are brand new around here that I do recommend listening to. That being said, when we think about a plateau, a plateau can really happen for a variety of reasons and really a plateau. If you guys are like, okay, what is a plateau? Just giving you the 411. A plateau is when what you are doing is no longer working and your body has adapted to whatever's going on and you're not losing more weight. Now, I kind of like to think of plateaus as, okay, you're not seeing progress, but we have to think about why you're not seeing progress. Is it because your body and metabolism has actually adapted to a lower calorie intake? is because what you were doing was working before, but we haven't continuously up leveled. um, and your body is not making the same progress because of that. Or is it because we think we're being consistent, but maybe we're not. And so that's why something needs to change in your body. It hasn't actually adapted to a lower calorie intake, which is completely normal over time. So really we have to get to the root of why you're not seeing progress. And so I, like to think of it more as, okay, why is this progress not happening anymore? If you were seeing it before versus, okay, this is a plateau and labeling it, right? Because really our goal is always get to the root of why you're not seeing progress, which is why I always have that. Why is your weight loss a hot mess quiz that goes over the four different types of women, but more tangible things for you guys. Okay. What I often see when it comes to plateaus is one, you've dropped your calories, but then you're just stopping at calories and you're not focusing on also what you're eating. Another thing too, is you've dropped calories. calories, but maybe you've also dropped your steps. So say you got your calories in check finally, but say you went from 8,000 or 7,000 steps down to like two or 3,000 steps and you're not being consistent. That's a big reason why women plateau. And, you know, those are just a few different examples, but you really have to understand why you're not making that progress anymore and continuously make those tweaks. So you can overcome that plateau. Now, if your metabolism has adapted, you know, I will say it doesn't take a few weeks for this to happen. Like truly it'd be a sustained period of time where you've been in a deficit. And as you lose weight and you lose a significant amount of weight, I'd say more than 10, 15 pounds at minimum. That's what could potentially lead to a plateau, which means you'd have to add in other things, either drop calories or increase your energy expenditure through exercise and movement to reinstate that deficit again. But once again, you don't want to forget that what you eat matters. I can't tell you how many times I have women that are like, "Okay, I'm doing this and this and this, and I'm hitting this many calories. But I'm like, "Okay, girl, like, what about your protein intake? What about your fiber intake? What about your sleep and your stress and your habits and consistency? All of that goes into this when we're assessing accuracy with all of this has to be considered when you are looking into why plateaus happen. And most importantly, you also have to consider accuracy, with tracking really, really important. Okay. In line with this fat loss plateau question, we need to talk about this one because it's so related and similar. So I got questions about how to improve a slow metabolism. Like what are my favorite tips to improve a slow metabolism? Now, I think a lot of people use the word slow metabolism very loosely without actually understanding their metabolism, which is why I say your metabolism isn't broken. It's that you don't understand it. You may think you're eating very low calorie, but for so many women, you're not being super honest about how much you're eating. There are days where your calorie intake is much higher, leading to a weekly average that is a little bit different. And I will say, this isn't just like opinion-based, like we know in research, we underestimate how much we eat and we overestimate how much we move, period, point blank, mic drop. Like I see this all the time in practice, like literally all the time in practice as a dietitian. I even do this to myself. I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't ate a lot. And then I think like, oh my God, I burned like that many calories in my workout. When in reality, I'm not being so honest with myself, it even happens to me guys. So when it comes to a slow metabolism, If you have truly felt like you have kind of suppressed things over time, chances are these things are probably happening. One, you're focusing on just eating low calorie with the types of foods you're eating. You're probably not eating enough protein and fiber and the right balance and using food as nourishment and like eating high quality foods, put it that way. And three, you're probably doing a lot of cardio. That's kind of this trifecta for, yeah, you're probably gonna slow your metabolism down because yeah, you're gonna lose weight, but, You're also not feeding your body with the right nutrients and working out in a way to support increasing your metabolism, which basically means how can we burn more calories? Because our metabolism is basically how many calories we burn a day. So, one of the best things that you guys can start doing is actually start doing resistance based activity and not just running. This was a big struggle for myself and why I felt, you know, yes, you burn so many calories in like a running workout. And I'm not saying don't run, but The muscle you build is very different when you're doing resistance-based activity, like strength training, body weight training, um, you know, things that are going to help you actually grow muscle, which running, I mean, think about a marathon runner, like they obviously are incredible athletes, but they don't have that same physique we're talking about. So we want to actually be able to put on muscle mass, which is really important. And in addition, um, when you're thinking about a slow metabolism, you also want to consider first the types of foods you're eating, calories are not created equal. And this is why, especially if you are trying to improve how many calories you burn, focusing on the quality of your diet. So you actually burn more energy and calories, breaking down that food. So I'm talking about the nourishing foods like whole grains, veggies, fruit, like that's going to be really important for you. And in addition, we want to make sure you are eating sufficient amounts of protein. And this isn't just because, Oh, you need to eat protein for weight loss, but it's really important for keeping that metabolic engine fired up all throughout the day. I also find, you know, six small meals is not something you have to do it for weight loss or, you know, improving your metabolism. Your metabolism doesn't stop because you ate four meals and not six. Like that's bullshit. That being said, I find for clients who do have a quote unquote slow metabolism, having consistent feedings and like a meal schedule is really helpful. And I'm not talking about grazing. I'm talking about eating, consistent meals. So you're getting the nutrients and energy and getting on a rhythm and a pattern. Um, I do find sometimes actually initiating breakfast again for some of my clients can be really, really helpful. Um, however, once again, like just eating breakfast or just, you know, having a certain number of meals per day doesn't mean, oh my God, like you're keeping your metabolism up, but it's what those meals can help you do. And that consistency that it can help improve your metabolic rate potentially. And lastly, you know, if you've been in a calorie deficit for a very long period of time, you know, most of my clients, I say 99.5% of my clients do not need to do this. They need to focus on weight loss. They don't have an actual slow metabolism. They're just not feeding in and understanding it the right way. You know, you can do something called a reverse diet and gradually increase your calories and really establish baseline for clients that are really restrictive. I say, you know, for the first three weeks, we're going to maybe slowly bump up their calories or slowly just initiate consistent feeding. So then your body can adapt and then we can really start to pursue the aesthetic goal piece and you know oftentimes it it might be longer than three weeks i'm just throwing out numbers but truly over time you know you are going to lose weight and over time when you are in a deficit you are going to not just lose weight but you are going to slow down your metabolism and that's not a bad thing like because you literally have less mass on your body it's going to happen but it's the extent at which it happens and why it happens that's really really important Okay, this was like my favorite question. And I love it because working with beginner babes, whether it's the beginning of a really big weight loss journey, or just the beginning of your journey, and maybe you've done all the things before, like I have literally dietitians, doctors, nurses, I've so many travel nurses, guys that work with me, like you can know all the information, you could literally feel like a diet pro and expert, but that still does not mean you are going to see the progress that you want. And so I say that because for my clients that feel like they know nothing about nutrition, like you can know all the things, but it's still could be. Really hard so when i get asked okay where do i start like where do i start my journey the answer is same for everyone now what you do might look slightly different depending on where you're at but I always start with calories. And this has been a huge thing with the podcast, which I know I've said many a time on here, but we always want to start with what's going to give you the most bang for your buck. And we want to start from the ground up. It's like building a house. You're not going to talk about, and I love this analogy, you're not going to talk about what freaking knobs that you need to put on your cabinets. And it's so funny, I'm looking at my kitchen right now. I'm actually recording outside of my office today. And I'm like, wait, we don't even have knobs. But that's for a different situation, guys. Like you don't want to be talking about all the fun little accent pieces in your house if you don't have a damn foundation, because you're never going to be able to put those accent pieces on and decorate your damn house with your favorite things. If you don't have a house to have freaking fun with, right? You have to build the foundation. So if you are so confused on where to start, this is what I want you to do. I want you to download my fitness pal. I want you to just track a few days of eating and just have a few days or even a day of honesty with yourself and say, wow, okay, this is how I normally eat. Let me look back and actually track that food and see roughly how many calories, not even protein, carbs, fat, I don't care about any of that, how many calories you're consuming. I also want you to reflect, what is your diet like during the week? What is it like during the weekend? And based on what you know about nutrition, what are your thoughts on it? And oftentimes I have clients that on discovery calls for 90 day Fit Bay body, or you know, even members of the membership, like so many of you guys will look at it all and literally be like i i kind of know where i'm going wrong like it isn't it is rocket science to me like i know i'm getting off track over the weekend i know it's like in the nighttime i just start to lose control around food um, i know i'm good for a few days and then i just have like a few days where i'm like fuck it like army goals are important to me even though i know they are um but you kind of take a break and so whatever it is no matter what happens we need to get you in a calorie deficit that 300 to 500 deficit that weight loss calorie range we need to do that not just daily but weekly and so that's why with all my clients, especially with all the new stuff that launched today inside of the membership this week when this podcast goes out is when we relaunch all the membership the Thursday that this episode is being released as I'm recording it early guys is the day that the membership relaunch goes live. So I'm very excited. Anyway, we track calories weekly. So it's really important for you to understand what you're trying to hit when you're first beginning. So it can make sense. So all food has calories. And one of the biggest things I really am a believer as a dietitian in is okay. Now we know our calorie range. We need to hit it weekly. Let's start to plan and think how we can do that. Now, I think for many women, they will try to track their calories every day and you know see those averages and like plan out everything to a T. I honestly think taking it one day and one meal at a time is really helpful. And, you know, getting into the place where maybe you're planning a few days in advance could be really awesome. So you at least know kind of what the week is gonna include, but take it one day at a time. Think about, okay, tomorrow, the night before, how can I hit these calories? What do I have on my fridge? How am I going to plan this so I can execute? And it's taking these one days at a time because each day goes into a week, goes into a month, goes into weeks worth of consistency and execution. So, You really want to start with calories and another really important tip when it comes to where to start is as you kind of get the groove of this all and you're tracking your lowest weight of the week, you're starting to see that progress or you're like, okay, I'm getting it just on things. um, Really, the next thing we have to care about is what you eat, because for many of you guys, you're going to be tracking your food, but you're going to be like, wow, okay. I actually keep going over my calories on these days. And remember that failing is feedback that that's not failure. That's feedback for you to understand, okay, I need to hit this, but I'm really having a hard time doing it. Well, maybe it's your protein intake. Are you having at least 20 to 30 grams a meal? And the beautiful thing is as you track, you're going to be able to see that. And that's really where we go from there. But when it comes to where to start, download my fitness pal, begin tracking your food and get a gist of your habits, but don't be so mean to yourself, understand where you're at, and think about okay what are some realistic tweaks that i can start to make to my diet to help me hit my calorie range for weight loss Okay. The next question goes perfectly with like the beginner babe, like I'm getting started vibe and it's really important for everyone, honestly. So I got a question that really stood out to me and it was how to lose weight without losing muscle and being in a crazy deficit. And this is really important because when we're talking about hitting your calorie range for weight loss, beginning your journey, I get comments, you know, about how restrictive and miserable weight loss was before many of you guys found TSN and a lot of the approaches and tips I share about weight loss with you guys but it's really important to know that how you've lost weight before has been dieting, and dieting has been this word that has kind of been misconstrued because of the dieting industry that is just trying to sell meal plans and, you know, diet approaches. They're not actually selling results. And I say that really bluntly and I want to be sassy. I want to be slapping these companies in the face because, you, they're fucking with your health. Like they are literally fucking with your health. We are dropping F-bombs because this is serious guys. Like many of these plans are not in the business of actually changing lives. They are oftentimes in the business of selling unscientific plans that they are marketing as helping you out, but are truly doing more harm because they're not actually helping you get to the root and understand the real science of weight loss. So I say that because many of these plans if you are not aware of calories and what's required for fat loss to happen, you are going to be in a crazy deficit. And so, so many of these plans that you guys may have tried before are restrictive. They set the same amount of calories. It's just follow this plan and do this, but they're not customizing weight loss to your body. So to not be in a crazy deficit, you have to first understand how many calories it takes to maintain your weight. That's why the first thing you do when you join the membership is we're figuring out your calories, right? because your diet plan is going to look different than your mom or your friends or your cousins or you know, whoever, Uh, even an influencer on the internet that you're looking at or full day of eats, like your deficit might look different. And just because someone's eating slightly more higher protein than you does not make their diet better for their goals necessarily. Like you have to meet your body with where you're at. So really the two important things for losing weight, and losing fat without being in a deficit and without losing a shit ton of muscle along the way is being in a slight deficit. So 300 to 500 calories less than what you're burning. We use that range and why this range is important to start with, as we're trying to aim to about half a pound to two pounds per week. But we start here because we find that slower weight loss that is not massive drops each week is better for preserving lean body mass, AKA your muscle mass. It is better for a metabolic rate um, and also is better for long-term outcomes of weight loss. In addition, pairing that slight deficit with a high protein diet is really, really critical. A really great place to start is at least 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, 10 to 15 per snack. That being said, your protein needs might look different depending on your body type, depending on your exercise. You know, that's where a little bit of that customization comes in, that there's a lot of nuance and variability to it. My clients typically eat anywhere between 1.2 to two grams per kilogram of body weight of protein. That being said, I've had clients eat higher than that. It's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but a lot of my clientele doesn't do like intense CrossFit game workouts and marathons. So, um, you know, we're not working with like an elite athlete population. So that's why that's a little bit lower. But I definitely work with a lot of clients that work out. That being said, though, that's really important. And then the third thing, if possible, as we advance on, you know, I always say food first, exercise second but if we can get you doing resistance-based activity paired with a slight deficit in protein, that's gonna be the best trifecta for losing weight without it being miserable, with it supporting your metabolism, supporting the amount of calories your body burns a day, and also it's gonna help you actually keep as much muscle as possible. Okay, so we've talked a lot about like setting up plans, tips, like what to do. I wanna talk about one of the most important questions that I often get and I wanna document it on the podcast for the 100th episode, ladies, and that is how to get back on track when you have fallen off track. So one of my favorite things to say whenever I talk about getting off track is being off track is a mindset. Now, hear me out, hear me out, ladies. Of course, like when you make choices that don't align with your goals and you feel like, oh my God, like I'm continuously not where I want to be. And I feel like I'm gaining weight and I'm super bloated. Like, yeah, like you're probably off track. Right. But I really think even deeper than that, I find when women can't get out of this rut of being off track, it's not because they like don't miss their habits. Like they do feel like they want to change, but they get into this mindset rut that really then impacts their behaviors. Right? Because the thing is the diet is the diet, the plan and things that you need to do are, are just the tangible things that you have to execute. Right. But your mindset and brain impacts how you make the decision to do it and the motivation and all of that. So what i really find is being off track it's less about your behaviors and habits and it's really more about okay how can you get your mindset in the place where you want to do this and want to show up for yourself so when you've gotten off track it is so fucking hard when you see the scale up you're bloated your digestion has changed you're feeling like crap and then you feel like crap because fuck, like i was a lower swayed a few weeks before or i was really in a good place or damn like i just got so busy i can't believe this happened right like you just get mad at yourself be mad at yourself It is okay. I know for myself, like I sometimes need that reality check, whether it's getting on the scale, whether it's putting on clothes and it's okay for you in the moment to soak a little bit, be like, fuck. Like I, I'm pissed at myself right now. It is okay. I know a lot of people are like, don't get mad at yourself. Like sometimes it is okay to get mad at yourself, but it's the reality. The thing is you don't want to get so mad at yourself where You literally make yourself feel like an asshole. It's getting mad at yourself and using it as motivation to be like, I want to get back to where I was, or I want to get back to where I never was before because I'm so sick and tired of feeling this way. That is okay. And what you do is you make your next meal count. You plan out how you're going to go back to a rhythm of eating that is healthy. You're not going to overly restrict. You're going to go back to the plan that you were on before because what you were fucking doing was working. You are going to clean up your diet. And I don't mean clean eating, What the fuck does clean eating mean? (laughs) Being very candid with you guys right now. Clean eating means going back to the nourishing balanced foods and more simplicity in your diet. It's going on a walk getting moving, like going back to where you were before. It is not a cleanse, a detox, anything like that. It's going back to what was working and what you need to do. There's no shortcut to this, right? There's no detox to get rid of the bloating. No, you're fucking constipated because you've been eating like shit. That's probably what's happening. So go back to where you were before, put in that mindset work, maybe write out some goals. I am a big, big believer in journaling, big believer, like write down what hasn't worked, what you're going to do, set some goals, hold yourself to them. Right? It's it's that simple. It's hard to execute. I understand. But don't get in your head and know that like your next meal can literally get you back on track and give yourself some grace. Give yourself at least a week to get back into that rhythm. That skill is gonna go down, you're gonna de-bloat. Maybe you might have a low way in next week. Who who freaking knows? But go back to what you need to do and show up for yourself. Okay, the next question I get asked it a lot, and it's a really juicy one because. Sometimes I get like snappy comments on my TikToks that's like, oh my God, like this girl has tracked her calories for 10 years. No, but if I did, like, shame on you for saying, like, what a miserable fucking life I'm living. Okay, just kidding. Now I'm being once again sassy. Reel it in, Lauren. Stop the swearing. But okay, so when it comes to tracking calories and eventually getting to the place where you don't need to and you can maintain, you know, I say this to clients all the time. Some women listening to the show right now, you'll need to hear this. You might be thinking so much of the future, like, okay, what's going to happen like three months from now, how many calories am I going to eat? Oh, when I achieve my goal, like what is that going to look like? I appreciate it because you're in this mindset of, okay, how can it be sustainable, but do not count your chickens before they hatch. Like you got to get to the results before you think about, okay, what are you going to do next? Right? You don't know what your new problems and new situation is going to be. So focus on the very moment day by day, getting to your goals. But as you are implementing your plan, you really have to think, okay, if I got rid of tracking, What are these other behaviors that are gonna be prominent, right? We put so much pressure on the tracking, but tracking how we use it at TSN, as I talk to you guys all the time about, is changing your behaviors. It's helping you realize, okay, this is my meal schedule. This is some of the meals that I eat. And whether or not you track, would you execute that behavior? That's the question. Now tracking holds you accountable with it, absolutely. But the goal is to get you to the place where you don't need the tracking and it can effortlessly, be removed and an episode I always look back on and recommend to clients and recommend to you guys is Fit Babe Sadie S A D I E. She talks about how inside of ninety Day Fit Babe Body at the time it was just called group coaching, uh, she actually transitioned off of tracking and it was so organic to her. And I love her story in particular for it because it was so organic. Like she approached me with this, like Lauren, hey, I think I'm ready to stop tracking. I'm good. And she continued her journey without tracking because she built that calorie awareness, so it should be effortless for some people. It's okay. If if you wanna track for accountability, I think it can be a really great tool. Sometimes I track a few meals till this day. I have clients that wanna track and that's something they really enjoy I have, I have other clients that are like, oh my goodness, like I cannot wait till the day I don't need to track. Like it depends on your personality type. It depends on what makes the most sense for you. It depends on your phase of life. But the goal is to really focus on your habits and behaviors so that tracking becomes less of a, a nuisance and stressor to get rid of. And it's gonna be really easy to maintain your weight because that's why you gained weight back if you've ever done before ladies. Like it's because you haven't actually established this new, healthier, hotter version of yourself that has these new habits. That's why women gain weight back, not because of the diet. And the final question I wanted to go over with you guys today, that is the most exciting one is what is the bare minimum amount of time it is required to see results. So when it comes to losing weight, what if I told you next week you could be making progress a half a pound to two pounds down. If you just focus on counting your calories today, I mean how sexy and amazing does that sound and i say it this way because it's literally that possible like we view progress weekly over here at tsn which is why i'm not saying like tomorrow you're going to achieve these results by but you know really if we were to establish that deficit you can literally start to make progress next week now i totally understand working with you know thousands of women at this point. Like it's not everyone's journey is the same. In fact, I started this podcast, especially inviting my clients on because I wanted to showcase real weight loss because there is so much misinformation and not real tangible stories from real women actually doing the thing and putting in the work on the internet. So that's why I invite guests on the show. Anyway, when it comes to seeing that progress, you know, for some people, it takes longer to establish that deficit. And that's where so much of the coaching and habit change and mindset stuff. And, you know, learning how to show up for yourself really comes into picture but if you get your calories in check you can start seeing half a pound to two pounds per week and over 90 days which is about 13 weeks inside of you know whether it's the membership or 90 day fit bay body you could lose six and a half pounds to 26 pounds in a span of 13 weeks very reasonably now i've had clients even lose a little bit more than that in the span of time if they are at a heavier weight but it's very very realistic And so I always like to view progress week to week. So it can really give you a tangible kind of goal that we're aiming to hit, but also understand that I've had clients in in 90 days lose two pounds on the scale, but they look like they lost 15 pounds because they were in the phase of their journey where they were strength training and really executing after losing weight. And you know, now is really about fat loss and body composition change. So the bare minimum amount of time I always say is three months, like you at minimum, have to commit yourself to three months. So you can form habits, really undo a lot of the dieting bullshit, which sometimes takes time before you're able to start to see some of those results and really commit yourself. And truthfully, I want to be even more honest with you guys. You need to commit the rest of your life to this. I'm not saying commit the rest of your life to calorie tracking. I'm not saying commit the rest of your life to obsessing over weight, opposite of what I'm saying. You have to commit yourself to being healthy. Like so often people ask me this question, and I think some of them, not the babe who asks this, but some of them, they're hoping for this answer of like, OK, I just do this for this amount of time and I'm going to get the results. Not, not at TSN. <laughs> not, with, not with me as your coach and dietitian. You have to commit yourself to being hot and healthy for the rest of your life. This takes work and effort. It becomes effortless. It becomes a part of you. But you have to change who you are for you to actually be healthy. It's like saying if you have heart disease, Oh, I'm just going to go vegetarian for a month and really reduce my cholesterol intake. No, you have to do it for the rest of your life. So there is no shortcut. And I am so candid and honest, not because I'm like, I want to be jolting to you guys, but because you do need to commit yourself and fall in love with healthy eating. So you want to show up in the way that you are going to, to lose weight for the rest of your life, but you're going to have more flexibility. Of course, balance and fun fits in from day one. Like you're allowed to fit in fun into your calorie budget, but you do have to consistently execute this far beyond these 90 days for you not just to continue to see that progress and get to the ultimate goal, but truly transform your health and body and physique and hot and healthiness for the rest of your life.